0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Most Accurate Podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Akins. I am joined by four for four zone offensive line aficionado, Cincinnati Bengal apologist and friend, Justin Edwards. How are we doing, Justin?
1: I'm doing fantastic, Jen. Uh, it's a cold one over here in Ohio, but we did get some snow finally, so it, it balances out the six degree temperatures a little bit. How have you been? I haven't I haven't talked to you in quite a bit.
0: I will tell you this 6 degrees is not bad dude. We were at -15 on Monday here in Denver. <laughs> oh uh, man. Yeah, we had a we had a rough from Saturday to Monday was pretty brutal. Uh, it was all like sub 10 degrees and then Monday was the was the climax at -15. I that's think too most much. of the country yeah, I think most of the country is dealing with it which is brutal. Um, at least we were not outside watching a football game cuz that's uh
1: Yeah, that didn't look fun at all. Any of uh, either of those snow games looked they both looked pretty miserable.
0: I've read this morning that uh, the Chiefs Chiefs Miami game. There were sixty nine people treated during that game. <laughs> uh, Fifteen of them went to the hospital, but there were sixty nine people treated for like frostbite, hypothermia, and other various. Oh man! I'm sure the one dolphin dude with the shirt off had to be. Oh
1: right, yeah, had that, to be in that, the that,
0: midst there with yeah that. That.
1: that goofball probably had like second degree burns I from mean, frostbite. Just,
0: like. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's not enough liquid courage out there to make me ever be, well, first of all, shirtless, but second of all, even just, yeah. That's and then crazy. your team
1: ends up losing anyways, you know? Yeah, like, uh... which,
0: you know, listen, you know, I'm a Dolphin fan too, so like, right. there's no way, like I had low expectations going into that. There's no way I would be out there with that kind of hubris knowing what was uh, what was on the table there. <laughs> right. Ugh. but anyway, um, I guess we should get to this. It's funny. We you know, thought we were going to take a little break, but we're back. <laughs> hey, we're back. We're back. Uh, football. No is still, season. Yeah. I mean, football is still going on, but we're going to do a little, uh little show here. One foot in the past, one foot in the future. Right. We're going to talk a little bit about who surprised us this year, ADP wise, who let us down. And then afterwards, Justin's going to bring us a couple rookies, just to kind of a, a, a quick look. At uh, what's to come, we're gonna clearly go into way more in depth at four for four, and dynasty league football on uh, rookies ahead of the draft in April. But we just figured, you know, whet your appetite a little bit on on maybe get familiar with some of the names. So let's start first with uh, the ADP stuff. Uh, First, we're gonna go through the biggest surprises, and uh, these are basically we're gonna go position by position, guys who way outperform their ADP uh, based on where they were drafted. You know, August September ish, Uh, and then we'll kind of chat about. Yeah, each one. So we'll start out with quarterbacks. Uh, first guy on the docket here is Jordan Love. Uh, and we're going to go, by the way, all of this is going to be fantasy points per game, uh, not overall. So anyway, so yeah, Jordan Love, uh, he was drafted as QB 22. He was picked 13-5. And uh, this is a multi site ADP, so this is like Yahoo, ESPN, NFL, all of that. So he finishes QB 6, uh, 16 positional spots difference, which is pretty big for the quarterback position Uh, He had 18.8 fantasy points a game uh, in the regular season coming in. Right. We didn't know what to expect from love. He only played four games last year and they weren't all, you know, so uh, he has young receiving core. I mean, he was drafted kind of where we thought he'd be, but QB six. I mean, that's surprising, right?
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. And especially that in that second half of the season, um, I mean, he looked not great. He kind of looked like what we were kind of expecting the first half of the year, like mediocre kind of middle-of-the-road quarterback both in real life and fantasy and then he became incredible in the second half of the year both again in real life and fantasy um and then finishing as the qb6 seems wild i can't i off the top of my head i can't remember where he was by week eight but he was not in the top seven right. no not like at all he was kind 17 of 17 or something
0: yeah he was like a questionable streamer at that point like, right yeah do you yeah, want to yeah. turn him or you're not so the question is, where's he going to go next year? Are we in QB one territory? Like it's people, are we going to take him in the top six or. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, is he going to be that who was in that? So this year that would have been Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Like QB six, QB seven. Lawrence and getting, Jack
0: were kind of right there. I would think. Yeah.
1: Right. Someone who doesn't really offer much with the legs. He had a, he had a few games with like 30, 35 rushing yards. Seems a little fluky. Um, I could see him going as a QB seven, come August and September. It seems a little rich. Um, he does have a young ascending, receiving crew, so that's interesting. Um, but yeah, maybe closer to like the the fringe, like a QB ten, where maybe he is going as the QB six, and we should maybe yeah. take a few rounds later.
0: I'm 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 absolutely with you there. Uh, let's move on to the second guy, and that's Kyler Murray. Uh, His ADP was QB 25. He was picked 1901. He finishes a QB 10 with 18.2 fantasy points a game for a difference of 15 positional spots. Obviously with Kyler coming in, we didn't know how many games he was going to play if at all. So his ADP made sense. Uh, He did He did come in with coming off a torn ACL. Uh, He came back in week 10 and he was pretty successful with limited weapons. So, uh, and they, you know, they've already said they're, they're moving forward with him as a QB. So I don't know. Do you think I would assume he's going to get drafted above QB 25, uh, but maybe still a QB two? Like, I I don't know. I mean, what do you think?
1: Yeah. um, I had a kind of a love hate relationship with Kyler this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know both of us did a lot of underdog drafts and I took I took Kyler quite a few times because he was going so late. I'm like, what if he kicks into gear at the right time? Uh, Everyone I paired him with. Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson, uh, right? I, every everyone I paired him with ended up going down. So it ended up coming out from under me. But what I really enjoyed was how much he still used his legs. Mm-hmm. I mean, he came back, he immediately went back to the the run. Um, he has a couple games with 50 plus yards. He found the end zone a few times. Um, yeah, I think I mean considering him a top 15 option is I think is a lock heading into next year. They're gonna add something to the receiving group. Um, he you didn't think. really get to play with, yeah, you, you have to think he didn't really get to play with Marquise Brown at all. Who knows if he's coming back or if he's ever going to be healthy again. So yeah, a little bit of reinforcements there. I think Kyler Murray can be that QB one again next year.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I, I dig it. Uh third guy we have is of course, rookie sensation, CJ Stroud. His ADP was uh, QB 26. He went at pick 1911. He finished his QB 9 with 18.3 fantasy points per game for a difference of 17 positional spots. I mean, we all knew, right? He's a rookie. Texans are in a rebuild. Total gamble. Uh, You won if you gambled. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I would assume he's a tricky one, though, as far as where he's going to be next year, right? He finished his QB 9. I mean, I would assume he's going to be drafted within that top 10 again, but you have to shuffle some folks around
1: right uh i i think he's gonna go probably too high just for our our purposes i think he was i mean he was incredible uh in his rookie season with what we thought was a very limited receiving group <laughs> and they ended up being incredible tank dell is a, what is it tank dell 5-7 or something he was incredible this year until he got that fluke injury but i think at fantasy purposes Stroud's not going to offer a lot with the legs. I think he will have explosive passing games, but that just means he's a fringe QB1 and probably not the QB6 or 7 that he's might end up going. He might end up going ahead of Jordan Love next year, which would make sense, but for fantasy purposes, I don't think he's that exceptional.
0: Yeah, I think he'll probably be overdrafted a little bit, uh, particularly in the in the Normie redraft land. I think people are going right. to be super <laughs> excited about him and probably Uh, All right. Our fourth quarterback uh, is Baker Mayfield ADP. He was drafted as QB 30 at pick 24 Oh one finishes QB 19 with 16.1 fantasy points a game for 11, 11 spot differential. I mean, listen, the guy, his career has been crazy, right? Right. Browns kind of gave up on him. Then he kind of had a, you know, a a disastrous Panther experience, which we can't really blame him there. (laughs) Doesn't doesn't Uh, everyone. Right. And then he kind of, Bailed out the Rams a little bit, and then he shows up in in Tampa Bay, and people aren't even sure if he's going to beat out Kyle Crat Kras- or Kyle Trask,
1: right? Uh, yeah. And
0: then he replaces Tom Brady, and he, you know they're still playing right now, which is incredible. But uh, I mean, next year, do you think he gets a bump, or are we still putting him in the QB three territory?
1: He he could get a bump ADP wise. I don't think it would be wise for us to give him a bump necessarily. <laughs> especially uh, what happens if he wins another game people he's going to be fresh on the mind people are going to be taking him in the 12th round next year or something <sighs>
0: that'll be great for those of us that won't um, i know he yeah. was great i mean i took i actually took oh, a lot sure. of him in best ball uh, i did a lot of him and k out and pairing at the end and um uh, you know I don't. that know worked really... out yeah it did so all right I have a
1: lot of kyle trask in dynasty leagues
0: <laughs> oh you do yeah well uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so much for that. Yeah, I don't know that his time is coming. Maybe on a different team. Uh, who knows? Yeah. Um. Do you have so that is all I had for quarterbacks as far as just straight up numbers and ADP. Is there anyone else that you wanted to talk about uh, that you felt like uh, was it was a big surprise?
1: Not really off the top of the head. Um, no one who lasted the full season. Um, yeah, it was
0: a rough, rough QB year. Like it is every. Some, year. Of, the,
1: we, some yeah. of the backups were surprising, but that doesn't. It doesn't really matter for us. No.
0: yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like Flacco clearly is. Yeah, Flacco was the biggest surprise of all, but he didn't count because he didn't have an ADP because nobody right. drafted no one, him. No one. Was tra- in the
1: the, the three people that drafted him, I'm sure, were pleasantly surprised. But <laughs> you drafted Joe Flacco. Your team was dead by then, anyway. Right.
0: <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, let's move on to running backs. Uh, sure. First guy we have is Kyron Williams. ADP RB forty. At pick 11.05, finished as the RB2 in half PPR points per game with 19.9 for a difference of 38 positional spots. I mean, that's insane. Like the RB2 in the regular season, you got to steal if you got him an RB40. Uh, I get it, though. I mean, coming in, right, Rams running backs are not uh, people that we can really trust, you know, ahead of the season. Uh, he ended up with eleven 1, hundred and forty-four rushing yards. He had five yards of carry. Like he had a great season, uh, so I expect him to be drafted towards the top. I mean, I don't know if he's right. going to be. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Do you think is he a top five running back?
1: Yeah, honestly, um, I don't see any reason the Rams would be going out and drafting a running back here. I think it's yeah. going to be his job to to lose going into next year, and we've seen how valuable. When the Rams lean on one guy, we see how valuable that can be, and I think yeah, he's an RB one next year, and he could be a top five running back.
0: Yeah, I mean, let's hope that Sean McVay kind of learned learned a lesson there to actually go with a lead back and and stick with it. Uh, right. The next two are, <coughs> excuse me, uh, kind of tandem, right? We've got both Dolphin running backs. We've got Raheem Mostert and uh, Devin Achain. Uh, Mostert was RB thirty seven, pick nine eleven. He finished as the RB three Devin a chain, ADP RB 44 finished as the RB four. So they literally finished back to back in half PPR points per game. Uh, Mostert was a 34, uh, positional spot differential and, um, Devon and chain was a 40. So both of them clearly way outperformed their ADP. Uh, M- I mean, Mostert held up, dude. He played 15 games. Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> That's, that was the main concern. I mean, Mostert is, is a guy that, uh, you know, gets injured. And this season he did get injured at the end, but he made it 15 games, uh, a chain. Clearly he got hurt as well, but he kind of did the opposite of most rookies. Like he came on hot, then got hurt. And, you know, so right both those guys, I don't know how we, we draft them next year or what we do, uh, with that, with that backfield, but, uh, it, that was pretty I think impressive. It's just going
1: to, it's going to depend on how many, how many leagues you're in. I think how you're going to mix it up um, right. because I I'm, I would prefer to just take 50% of one guy and not touch the other <laughs> one in some leagues and then take the other guy and not touch the other one in other leagues going into next year. Do, it, do we want to bet on Mostert to stay healthy next year? Probably not. But what if he does? He just scored like a Ladanian Tomlinson amount of touchdowns this year. <laughs> I mean, RB three, like you could have,
0: right. I mean, no way. If you told me that in August,
1: where was he i know you just said i was kind of blanking where was that's he going right. like the 14th round or something
0: actually he was well he, his regular adp was nine. you know redraft adp was 9 11 so almost the oh, tenth nine, round. that's right okay um and a chain was in the 11th but i'm sure okay. an underdog it was probably a little lower
1: uh yeah but and then and then the rb three and four that's that's yeah
0: <laughs> it, it was crazy um do you have any other running backs you want to talk about i had a few others but i kind of decided against it and just went with these three um is there anything yeah. else that you feel like you wanted to talk about
1: as like surprising um not you know it was pretty wild that james Conner is still doing what he's doing
0: yeah i mean he was i think he was kind of drafted where he you know somewhat ended up but yeah. I, I do feel like um yeah he he was one of those guys that was, you know, a dead zone, you know, right. An RB dead zone guy that yeah. people were like, yeah, I don't know if that's going to really, uh, but yeah, I mean, that was pretty impressive, a pretty impressive thing. I mean, Rashad white, I think was, was probably another guy that was was yeah. somewhat impressive and David Montgomery as well. I had him on there for a while. And then I, I pulled him just cause I, you know, for time, but I think both of those guys definitely outperformed their ADP. It wasn't as drastic as, as, as these three, Right. Uh, but those three guys, definitely. And, you know, the Gibbs-Montgomery situation going into next year, once again, it's kind of like, um, you know, you have to kind of decide what you're going to do. I mean, Montgomery got a lot of the goal line work and, and scored a lot of touchdowns. And then Gibbs uh, finally came on, which was fantastic for those of us that invested in him.
1: Right. Uh, <laughs> and he's
0: just so fast and so good. It's tough to really, uh, yeah. So I'm excited about that. And we'll see they're still playing. So we get to, we get to watch those two uh, at at least this weekend. Um, is
1: not over yet.
0: No. Um, (laughs) All right, let's move on to wide receiver. Uh, Clearly the first guy we need to talk about is Puka Nakua. Uh, His ADP was wide receiver. 90. Uh, I don't have his draft thing going on. Or I don't have his pick here written down for some reason, but you assume if he's wide receiver 90, he was, yeah, very late. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> uh, he ended his
0: wide receiver 17. I'm sorry, wide receiver seven with yeah. 14, 14.5 half PPR points a game for an 83 spot differential in ADP. <laughs> he had almost 1,500 receiving yards. He broke like a million records for rookie receivers uh, this season. Yeah. I mean, nobody really saw that one coming. I dra- I yeah. unfortunately drafted a lot of 2-2 Atwell thinking that was the way to go uh, once <laughs> yeah, Cooper well, Cup got too. hurt. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I definitely failed there. But Pukunuku was super exciting. Uh, I assume he's going to be a you know top five wide receiver. I don't know. I mean, yeah. he finishes wide receiver seven in the regular season, so maybe he doesn't creep all the way up into the top five, but he's definitely a top 10 guy, right?
1: You know, like... I feel like maybe I'll take a lot of Cooper Cup next year. Not that I don't think Puka Nakua isn't going to be good for a long time, but Cup will fall way below Nakua next yeah. year. Yeah,
0: no, for sure. That's I think that's definitely the play uh, in best ball and in other things like that because I feel like, yeah, I, I hear you. I think Puka will be uh, definitely targeted and possibly overdrafted depending. Uh, you got to feel like, I mean, Stafford had a good season. Yeah. Um, but that cliff, I feel like has to be coming for him. Right. I mean, yeah.
1: It's so, it's hard to tell with these, yeah. some of these guys, these guys that don't run, you know, they right. ha- have and a low he, chance of getting injured. Not that you can't get tackled by the, right. no, of by course, the ankles, but, but, but
0: you know, Stafford was one of those guys that we kind of all sent out to pasture already and then proved us wrong. So right. uh, I think next year, you know, that, that especially that underdog, like a Stafford cup, you know, stack is probably going to be pretty cheap. So, um, yeah, we might want to do that. Uh, next guy we're going to talk about is Nico Collins. Another guy kind of came out of, not out of nowhere, but Houston, we definitely did not foresee what happened happen. Uh, his ADP was wide receiver 52. He was picked 1207. Uh, he finished as the wide receiver six with 14.7 half PPR points per game for a difference of 46 positional spots. He had, uh, almost 1300 yards, uh, eight touchdowns. Great season. I mean, he right. was hyped coming in. There was definitely hype surrounding Nico as the guy for te- the Texans, but we didn't know what Stroud was going to do. So his ADP was a little depressed. I mean, wide receiver six and half right. points per game. So uh easy, just,
1: easy game. Easy click. Yeah. I
0: mean, I would <laughs> think I don't know though. His ADP, it'll be interesting to see um if he cracks that top ten. Or if he ends up kind of in wide receiver two territory, I mean he'd have right. to pass a bunch of you know really good wide receivers to be there. So I know. um, you know, I don't know if yeah, I don't know how that's gonna go. I think once again, like we've talked about, some of these guys might be uh overdrafted, but I just I can't see him, you know, he's not gonna go before Lamb or Hill or you know Amon Ra or Jefferson. Right. Uh so I just you know, he may be, you know, or Diggs or Adams. I don't know. He, uh, he may be kind of just just shy of that uh, wide receiver one territory, maybe in the 15, 16 range. I don't know.
1: Yeah. We'll have Stroud, to see. It. Stroud showed a propensity to spread it out a little bit. Yeah, um, the, true. Yeah. I mean, Collins had some of his biggest games when, I mean, I know we've all forgot about the ghost of Robert Woods, but Woods wasn't <laughs> on the field early in the season. And then Tank Dell wasn't on the field later in the season. Collins had some huge games but he had five 100 yard games that's not like right an extreme amount
0: no i'm with you if, I,
1: if he's going in the in the top eight receivers I'll, I'll definitely wait and pick my spots with him next year yeah
0: i mean you have to think with yeah with Dell healthy with noah brown healthy dalton schultz uh it's tough to kind of and you have you know possibly you hate to, you, know, you can't predict a sophomore slump or anything like that from CJ's job, yeah. but we may not get the same the same performance. They so. might have
1: an actually good running back next year too. Who could say?
0: <sighs> yeah, I mean that. <laughs> I will say though, I, I you know I don't pat myself on the back publicly that often, but I was definitely off Damian Pierce all off season, and yeah. I'm very glad that I was. Uh, I drafted me, him me not too. at all. Uh, I wrote about him not drafting at all. And so yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad that that came to fruition. Oh, I
1: remember that. Yeah. I, yeah. I actually wrote a puff piece on Devin Singletary <laughs> around the same time you, you wrote, why not to draft David Hey, Hughes. Devin
0: Singletary was not bad. Like he was he, a absolutely
1: good, not. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I drafted him, you know, in, in one of my leagues and he ended up being my starting running back for a decent chunk of the season. <laughs> right. And he was fine. I mean, he was one of those late, you know, zero RB guys, whatever you want to, but yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So the, the third guy I have on here, uh, is, and there, there's a bunch of guys, like Tank Dell was actually in the mix as well, but I, I pulled him out. I went with Jaden Reed instead. Uh, his ADP was wide receiver 77, picked 2105, and he finished as wide receiver 23. So with a differential of 54 spots, you know, he ended up as a wide receiver too uh, with 11.6 half PPR points a game. You know, that offense was really difficult to predict uh, coming into the season. I know that Christian Watson was overdrafted and, uh, you know, he was going in the fourth round, which I just thought was ludicrous with all these other guys with Romeo Dobbs and Jaden Reed. And I just, I, I stayed away from Christian Watson. Uh, granted he got hurt, so we don't really know, but that offense was kind of interesting. It was kind of similar to Houston, right? You've got a young quarterback yeah. and you've got young receivers and it's kind of different every week on who it's going to be. But Jaden Reed had a great season. I mean, we got to give him his flowers here. He uh, ended up, you know, as a wide receiver, two, uh, And he was drafted as like a wide receiver six or whatever. So um, he may be overdrafted next year. I don't know. It depends on kind of what people see with Christian Watson when he's healthy. Like if he ends up. Right. I don't know. They all three of those guys might kind of just be in the middle of the pack. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it definitely, uh, you know, could end up being a, a better in best ball kind of guy yes where you can where it's easier to uh deal with those peaks and valleys but yeah I mean he came on he had the the quintessential post by rookie bump where he started to get a little more involved in the offense it was nice to see um will Christian Watson take some of that away it's possible but Watson is this will be year three right 2024 he hasn't looked incredible he got outplayed by a, a rookie and a sophomore
0: And I think also, I think recency bias with Christian Watson is going to be rough. I think a lot of people, he burned a lot of people this year. And I think a lot of people are going to be like, nope, I'm done. And then, of course, he'll go off because that's just the way it works in the fantasy football world. We're going to move on to you and I's favorite position. Well, not favorite, but a favorite, (laughs) more favorite than most, tight end. And we actually, listen, tight end this year was fun. Like we actually had options. It was. We actually have to we have to flip the narrative on rookie quarterbacks not performing in the NFL for fantasy purposes. That's been a, a narrative that we've all been recycling and reusing for many right. years. And we have to we now have to put that away, which is kind of fun. Uh, which brings me to our first guy, Sam Laporta. Uh his ADP tight end 14. He was a 13, his pick was 1308. Uh finished as the tight end one with 11.5 half PPR points a game. Uh, for a differential of 13 positional spots. I mean, there's really like, yeah. I mean, a rookie tight end it gets it yeah. doesn't
1: get better than that. No. At, at I mean, the tight rookie, end position. Yeah.
0: Rookie tight end coming in as tight end one. Like he outperformed Kelsey, uh, outperformed Andrews even when he was healthy. Cause this is this is on a, a fantasy points per game basis. So right. Uh yeah. Sam Laporta crushed it. And uh if you drafted him, you uh were paid dividends. So that's right. uh, exciting. And I think uh I think he, yeah, he'll, he'll, there's no doubt he's going to be uh, up there among the top. I mean, he may even go, he may go above Kittle. I, I don't know.
1: I might, he, I might take Laporta in one. the second round.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, the thing is, is that, right? We have, we have the, a drop of
1: turn. Up. Like, right. If this guy's well, going to be the tight end one, that's so valuable.
0: Yeah. I mean, you think about, okay, Kelsey has been the the kind of default tight end one for a while, but this is the season that we're like, eh, was it just kind of an off season right. or is the decline starting for him? And, you know, will he be, will he kind of lose that tight end one crown to Laporta should be interesting. And then Andrews yeah. will be back. So we got to throw that in there too. Uh, but it's exciting, you know, for the tight end position. Right.
1: Yeah. No kidding. Through, throughout the year in the, in the streaming article, It got so hard, not because there were not enough tight ends doing well. It's because so many teams were holding two tight ends that there were like 23 tight ends owned in more than 40% of the leagues. <laughs> like, that is gosh, needs to drop some of these people. Right. So I can write so, About them.
0: Yeah, no, that streaming article is brutal. I mean, I wrote it for a long time and yeah. I know it's, it's tough, but at least this year we had options, right? Like in years past, yeah, exactly. like I'm just going to make up a name and see if anyone notices. Cause there's nobody Hopefully out there. They fall in the
1: end zone. Right. Exactly. But there were
0: guys like Tyler Conklin and you know, there, there were definitely names that we could throw in there that, were at least viable options like okay they they may catch a couple passes like kate otten was somebody that
1: right yeah uh, luke musgrave was was on there for the first seven or eight weeks of the season
0: right it's not like okay i'm gonna throw him in there and pray he gets one point it's like okay this guy could actually you know help my team uh the second guy i have on this list here is jake ferguson he was drafted as tight end 29 at pick 20 2010 uh, he finishes the tight end nine with 8.3 half PPR points a game for a difference of 20 positional spots, which in tight end land, that's a lot of spots. Yeah. It uh, is. you know, I don't, I thought he was completely undervalued to begin with. I drafted so much Jake Ferguson in best ball, and I don't understand why people weren't drafting him, uh, in that offense. Yeah.
1: People were afraid of shoon shoon Yeah. Shoon Yeah. Maybe, but yeah, Schultz Schultz left and it was almost the writing was on the wall that Ferguson yeah. was just going to take that role, and then he did. You he, did, and he took that exact role.
0: And meanwhile, last week he crushed it. I've, I have a. I know why did you
1: wait so long?
0: I have an underdog. uh You know the, the best ball. You know the playoff, right, the playoff best ball one. is going on right now, and I have a team advancing with Dak is my only quarterback and Ferguson. I'm like, well, I have a dead <laughs> team, but they 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 both. I mean, they lost right. They got yeah. killed, but they both put up so many fantasy points that. Unfortunately, yeah, that's through, even anyways. advancing and it's yeah. dead. But I'll take my ten bucks or whatever it is and move right, on. Right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Ferguson was was. I I, don't, I hate to even call him a surprise because I feel like we all called it, but yet somehow people weren't drafting him. Uh, right. I thought that was kind of interesting. I think clearly. Uh, I guess it depends, right? We don't know what Dallas is going to do this off season. Uh, if I mean I don't know. There's chatter of moving on from Dak. I don't know really whatever. But uh, Ferguson will still be there and I feel like he uh he should be drafted above tight end 29. I don't know exactly where he'll fall. I would think maybe a tight end 2 somewhere in there. Right. Uh, but I, I think 29 was was clearly too low. Uh the third guy we have on this list is Trey McBride, another guy that we kind of saw the writing on the wall there like he with, with Ertz, I guess people were a little nervous, but he showed a lot last season and here he is uh tight end 31. Uh, he finished as, I'm sorry, he was picked 23-11 and he finished as tight end 10. So he had 8.3 half PPR points a game for a 21 spot difference there. Uh, McBride was great. I had him on a team. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. A lot of, he lot of volume. He was the tight end 31. Yeah.
1: Wow. God, that seems like forever I th- ago.
0: I think because people were.
1: Because of know, Ertz.
0: Ertz. Yeah, Ertz was still there. And it was kind of a, well, it, you know, it, it'll be McBride's. You know tight end room eventually but maybe not this year or maybe not the beginning of this year and then kyler wasn't there so i think people were maybe a little gun shy there but uh clearly he's he's definitely made his mark and i think he's i mean i think he's a tight end one you know he finishes tight end 10 i can see him in that 10 to 12 range easily next season
1: yeah i don't even know who else is on the team to be honest <laughs> him. i can't even think of who no i don't know who else they
0: have um do you have any other tight ends that I, I forgot to ask you on wide receiver if you had anyone is there any else? Oh, since okay. you are the tight end uh guru for four 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 right now is there anyone else that you want i mean other there's I'm other guys I'm who had bad. good seasons right like kdoc yeah. you mentioned him right he clearly he clearly outperformed his adp uh i don't know if it was a huge surprise because he was being drafted extremely low um in fact i can look at it real quick because i still have this pulled up. Um, Ingram
1: uh, having yeah, he, that 114 that's... reception, Evan Ingram season was yes, kind of out of nowhere.
0: Yes, I mean uh, I don't know if it was him... out of nowhere. I mean, yeah, Ingram, that's true. Ingram was the tight end eight in ADP. uh Otten, just for reference, was tight end forty one.
1: Oh wow! Uh, okay,
0: and he finished. Let's see. He finished, I mean, 23. No, oh, he finished at twenty three. No, oh, he finished at twenty okay. three and half PPR points a game. He had some great games and then he had some games that he had some goose eggs. So um, but yeah, he uh he's one that, that kind of outproduced. And I think there was another name. I mean, Taysom Hill is always kind of in the mix. I don't know if you can call that, yeah. you know, outproducing. I think everybody else was, you know, Juwan Johnson. There's some guys that had decent games, but I think right. overall there's no one else that really just crushed their ADP.
1: Right um
0: on that note let's move on to the bus or the disappointments the guys that uh we we overdrafted and and who let us down um second let me shuffle my paperwork here all right <laughs> <laughs> the first guy we have uh, and of course you know I i'm old school I, I write it all down with with pen so hey that's okay um I'm shuffling paperwork as opposed to spreadsheets like everybody else it's mid January, folks, and I don't know how your New Year's resolutions are holding up. Minor eh, but that's where Factor Meals comes in. Skip the grocery stores, meal prep, cleanup. Instead, get chef crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered right to your doorstep. This week, I have my eye on the queso fundido with cilantro cauliflower rice. I can still satisfy my cheesy Mexican cravings with gooey queso. Savory ground beef and tender cilantro cauliflower rice, it's all still healthy and nutrition-packed. Another great thing about Factor is it's flexible, which is great for busy families. Change up your order each week with plans from 4 to 18 meals, and you can even pause and reschedule. To get started, head to factormeals.com mostaccurate50. Use code mostaccurate50 to get 50% off. That's code most accurate 50 at factormeals.com com slash most accurate 50 to get 50% off today. Okay. Uh, first guy in the, in the quarterback realm that we're going to talk about is your boy, Joe Burrow. How dare you? ADP QB six. He was picked four Oh three finished as QB 25 in fantasy points per game uh, with just 14.7 for a difference of 19 positional spots. Yes, I understand he was hurt all of that. He still underperformed, right? I and mean, right. he still he still was QB25 in fantasy points per game in the in the games he was in the uh in the game. So, yeah. how do you feel about that? Any thoughts?
1: <laughs> First of all, people taking Joe Burrow in the 4th round and their unless yeah. it's like a a point per pass attempt league, like what are we what are we doing here with these <laughs> quarterbacks who run like nine yards a game and we're taking him in the fourth round yeah. i don't know yeah it's ha- it happens every year i get it positional scarcity but there's plenty of good options maybe no, it's hindsight I... 2020 but
0: <laughs> no,
1: I... yeah i mean he was he was hobbled for the first four or five games he looked pretty terrible honestly he couldn't he couldn't drive the ball um and then he eventually got injured to end the season so we got like if you drafted burrow you probably got Five decent games out of him, so I don't know how you get a more upsetting outcome than that. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: it was rough for those. I mean, he, you know, in theory, he played 10 games at least on the uh on the stat sheet here, but uh, I don't know how many of those were quality games, right? Uh, and unfortunately, like half, yeah, unfortunately, he was a bummer, uh, for a lot of people that drafted him. Uh, the second guy we'll talk about here is Tua Tunga he was. QB nine, as far as ADP, uh, he was drafted in the seventh round, seven Oh one. Uh, he finishes QB 21 in fantasy points per game, uh, with just 15.5 for a difference of 12 positional spots. So two was a tough one, you know, cause he's one of those guys like last year, lots of concussion and injury issues. Uh, this year he, he stayed healthy, uh, but he wasn't super efficient and didn't play that well. Uh, the team played well uh, at times. But uh, from a fantasy perspective, he was a disappointment, right? I mean, finishing his QB 21 is not something that you'd expect when you draft somebody in the top 10.
1: Right. And he had, what? Are, what is this here? 29 passing touchdowns in the regular season. And he's still the QB 21. You know, 20, 29 touchdowns isn't a bad stat. But when you have zero on the ground and you run for like, maybe a hundred yards for the whole season. It's just not as valuable in fantasy football, even if he had a, a decent year in real life, uh, a mostly decent year in real life, <laughs> it just, it just doesn't really correlate unless we're playing in super flex leagues, unless we're playing in two QB leagues, we just don't want guys who can't run the ball. Yeah. Especially in the seventh round. Like the seventh round is still too early for a, a, a quarterback with this sort of prototype. This is a guy we should be taking in the 11th round. He shouldn't be going up any higher than the Kirk Kirk Cousins of the world, you know, or or whatever.
0: Yep. You need, you need the, you need the dual threat at the top. If you're going to go that route. Uh, And unfortunately I feel like, you know, with both, I don't know. I I meant to ask you and I forgot back to burrow for a sec. Do you feel like he's still going to be drafted there in that QP six range by I not, not by you, but by others,
1: I don't, Um, especially in the fourth round. That is, that's just, I know. Almost unbelievable I know. that he was going that high.
0: And then the same but for he'll Tua. Be, like
1: Yeah. I think Burrow will still be a top ten pick with people just hoping that he'll be back to health. But I mean, look at what Tua just did. Tua has two of the best wide receivers in the league, and he was the QB twenty one. So yeah. The ceiling's just not there for these types of guys to be selected as a top top six option.
0: People are calling for Tua's head anyway, so who knows? Yeah, that's if- true, yeah we'll see what happens there. Um those are the only two I had as far as ADP. There's there were two other guys kind of borderline. Uh Patrick Mahomes actually was a disappointment when it comes to fantasy right. points per game. Uh, and same with Trevor. Like Trevor Lawrence was a guy yeah. that um uh, you know, he was I don't remember the exact uh, where he was positionally, uh what you know, the, dif- the difference there, but both of the guys he was, were He was
1: like the QB8 Trevor was. drafted. ADP. Yeah. And he finishes like the 17th or something.
0: Yeah. So that, yeah. And like Patrick Mahomes is, you know, the, the QB one, uh, as far as drafting and he finished as QB 14. So that is yeah. technically a disappointment. Uh, if you drafted him, I think with Mahomes, you know, th- there were weeks that you struggled. You didn't get the points that you really were expecting from somebody of that caliber. You spend that kind of draft capital, uh, on Patrick Mahomes. You are, you know, expecting, consistent week in, week out. I and mean, Patrick Mahomes, according to this multi-site ADP was pick 11. So he's the 111. Right. Uh, Trevor Lawrence was, was pick 49. So uh, both of those guys did underperform. Uh, I don't think Mahomes, his ADP will not be affected. People, people, not us, people will still draft him in the first round. Uh, right. And the Trevor though, I think may take a hit. I think Trevor coming into the season, people were super fired up. He went his yeah. 8. I think he's going to fall to a QB two uh land. Yeah. I think so season. as well. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to running back. We can't have this conversation without Austin Eckler. Oh man. Uh, running back two pick one Oh five. He ended as RB 23 with just 11.4 half PPR points a game for a difference of 21 positional spots there. Uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of a, a rough year for those who, who wasted a first round pick on Austin Eckler. Yeah. Uh, that offense was just
1: it was miserable even when even when everyone was in there it didn't look that good you know (sighs) you can blame injuries for the full season but the first three or four weeks didn't look great either so
0: yeah there were time you know there there were moments of, of brilliance and moments of goodness right i mean justin herbert actually i i actually had him in a league um that i actually won but i I lost him and and ended up winning with Jared Goff uh, all the way through the championship,
1: but just the way you planned it, <laughs>
0: just the way I planned it. Um, <laughs> I actually grabbed Goff. I drafted Goff, and I don't, I very rarely draft two QBs, but Herbert, I believe had an early buy, like a week five buy. And I was like, you know what? I don't want oh, to get, right, yeah. I was like, I don't want to get stuck with someone really bad. So I'm just going to graph, grab golf and then I'll just drop him after week five and be good to go. And thank you know, thankfully I hang on to him because he ended up winning the championship for me. But so Herbert was okay. Allen was good. I mean, they were good pieces of that offense. Unfortunately, Eckler was not one of them. Uh, How do we feel about next year? I mean, do we think there's a decline happening there or do we think it was just the system and now they're getting a new quarterback and things might pick back up for him? I mean, how do I don't know how to go there.
1: He's mentioned, I think, because he has that really cool podcast with, um, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: with Harmon and he talks about himself a lot, (laughs) whether, whether or not you should drop him, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, he said he had some lingering things, but doesn't every NFL running back have something lingering when you got 300 pound guys falling on you? I mean, he was, this is the lowest yards per carry of his career. It's the least amount of receptions and, and of course targets that he's had since 2018. And he just kind of, he seemed slow. I know that's not exactly <laughs> grinding the film here, but he, he just seems slower than he typically yeah. does. I don't know. So maybe this is the decline. Uh, are there instances where I'll absolutely take Austin Eckler for sure, but it's not going to be anywhere near the like the third overall pick or the second overall pick or...
0: Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see where he actually lands. Like, does yeah. he end up kind of in that running back dead zone or are people still going to go like third round and, and kind of, right. you know, I, I would hate to see it be the decline. I mean, he's such a great he personality wise, like you said, his podcast, he's great. And then just right. watching him play, uh, he's just, you know, you got to root for the guy. Right. Um, And, you know, he's stuck in that offense that just can't seem to get out of their own way with anything. Uh, right. Hopefully, you know, whoever they hire at quarterback or at quarterback. At, uh, co- you know, whoever they hire as a head coach uh, will hopefully turn it all around uh, there. Um, another name that we can't really talk about in disappointment, uh, running back without Tony Pollard. He was uh, running back six, picked 201 right on the turn, uh, finished at RB 22 with 11.5 half PPR points a game for a difference of 16 positional spots there. He wasn't very efficient. He only had six touchdowns all season. Uh, He had zero from weeks two to 10. He was just brutal for those who drafted him. Personally, I thought he was going a little early and I I didn't have a lot of Pollard, if if any, Uh, but I did understand the pick and I understood going into it, the volume was going to be there and he was supposed to be the guy with Zeke on. He was not the guy and I don't know. I think people are really sour and I'm interested to see kind of what happens next season.
1: Yeah, we could have, we could have asked for a better role, you know? Yeah he had like the seventh highest snap rate and his percentage of team touches was right around there or better. And then he still only finishes at the, what would you say? RB 21, 22. 22. Yeah. It doesn't get any better than that. So is he going to have that size of a workload load next year? If they cut back his workload, what does that mean for, I mean, a little touchdown variance could come, but you know, if they get, Little, little Deuce Vaughn <laughs> involved a little more often. Well, Rico Daddle, like
0: he saved me a right. couple times. I actually had to start him a couple times. No, Rico Daddle uh, showed some promise too. So um it'll be interesting kind of see how that backfield shakes out, really, how that whole team shakes out. I mean, right now, clearly, right. after that loss, you know, everyone wants everybody gone. So it'll be interesting to yeah. see. Um, we have two more running backs. They're not really related, but they're very similar as far as where they were drafted and where they finished. I'm just going to rattle them off at the same time. Uh, we have Ramondre Stevenson and Najee Harris. Uh, Ramondre was the RB 11 and Najee Harris was the RB 10. As far as ADP, both drafted in the third round. Ramondre was 306. Harris was 303 uh romandre finished at rb 31 harris finished at rb 30 they both finished with 10.6 half ppr points a game both a difference of 20 spots so literally they're the exact same exact sitch right. uh, both pretty big disappointments uh romandre was hurt for a bit but still this is fantasy points per game we're talking so when he was active and on the field uh they both you know 10.6 fantasy points a game yes they got to double digits but for where they're being drafted in the third round, you're expecting a lot more out of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, next year should be interesting, right? I mean, Jalen Warren uh, had a great season, which we kind of knew going in that, you know, right, yeah. Najee, they, they used him a little more towards the end. I think Najee kind of redeemed himself at the end. Um, Ramondre, I mean, clearly that Patriots offense is, is a mess. So, Oh man, I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know where that's going to happen with Ramondre. Like he was, he was, You know, RB11, right? Which is a low-end RB1 for fantasy purposes. I can't imagine him being anything more than an RB3 this season. Like, I I don't know. Uh, And Harris is is going to be difficult to uh, assess his draft capital as well.
1: Yeah, I think um, we saw... So Najee did get more work for sure by the end of the year. Then the Steelers just kind of ended up defining their roles between him and Warren. Warren's doing most of the third-down work Taking most of the targets away. Um and then yeah, with Ramandre, I mean, <laughs> what are we gonna do with that? Oh I mean, we have to draft some Patriots players sometime next year, but unless unless they go and get like Marvin Harrison Jr., who's gonna want to take yeah, anybody? And who's even then, throwing who's the want... ball to like that's right, exactly. the problem.
0: It's like they have some, you know, Demario Douglas showed some talent. I mean, there's definitely some guys there, but yeah that could be one of those offenses that we like full fade just (laughs) top to bottom full fade maybe some zeke like in the last round just in case if he's still there right i I, I don't know did he have a one-year contract he might not even be there who knows
1: i don't Um, remember honestly
0: me either okay well let's move on to wide receivers uh there's a lot of wide receivers that were disappointments i just picked four uh first guy garrett wilson adp uh wide receiver nine pick 209 finishes wide receiver 40 9.7 half ppr points a game for a difference of 31 spots we all know the quarterback situation played into that right i mean he lost aaron Rodgers in the first minute of the of the first game (laughs) um and then had to deal with you know a combination of whatever you know zach zachity zach whatever whatever is the best way to put it. whatever so clearly he did the best he could um 9.7 half ppr points a game i think um he's clearly a very talented wide receiver i think next year he'll probably I, i don't know if he'll be the wide receiver nine but i think he'll still be uh up there uh second guy we have uh is t higgins another cincinnati Bengal. uh he was wide receiver 15 in adp at pick 309 he finishes the wide receiver 41 Uh, in half PPR points with 9.7 which is actually the same as Garrett Wilson for a difference of 26 spots he did only play in 12 games but wasn't great in the 12 games he played
1: right he Uh, had the he had the second lowest on target catch rate of 80 qualifying wide receivers
0: that's not good huh no, it's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think T Higgins will be fine as far as next year ADP. I think Burrow with Burrow healthy and whatnot. I think that was just, you know, that was a product of, of the quarterback situation. Uh, third guy we already talked about a little bit, uh, Christian Watson, you know, he got hurt. He, he was a wide receiver 24. He was a, he was a late fifth rounder Finished as wide receiver 42, uh, for a difference of 18 spots. He just, you know, I think he was overdrafted to begin with but at the same time, it was just, we really didn't know, you know, like we said, we talked about already the young wide receivers with Jaden Reed and Romeo Dobbs. It was all kind of a crap shoot. And I think people just focused in on Watson and he just went too early as it was. I don't right. know if he was necessarily as much of a disappointment. I think he was just drafted too high. It, it's kind of right. my, my deal. Um, the last guy uh, in the wide receiver room here is Drake London. Uh, he was a, uh, his ADP wasn't super high, right? He was drafted a wide receiver 27 in the sixth round, uh, but he finishes wide receiver 46 uh, with a difference of, of 19 spots. So we know uh, Drake London, right? I mean, <laughs> right. <laughs> the got, Falcons. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Arthur Smith clearly, you know, was it, a, was his demise a, a product of Arthur Smith's play calling and all of that? Probably. Um, right. I don't know if Drake London himself really played poorly this season. He just didn't have the uh, opportunity that we expected from a, I'm going to, you know, a, a, like a low end wide receiver two slash three. Um, right. So I think next year I would assume he'll kind of be in the same range and, and hopefully just uh, live up to expectations.
1: You got to figure, well, I guess it's not really up to them. You got to figure they're going to try to get a quarterback with that um top 10 pick but if the first three are already gone right (laughs) I guess that kind of uh nixes that idea
0: yeah I mean we'll have to see uh who they bring in as a head coach uh right I know Jim Harbaugh interviewed there the other day Mm. uh it'll be interesting was yesterday
1: or two days ago oh yeah
0: yeah yeah. um I think honestly I mean we're not having that conversation right now but I kind of like belichick and the chargers like i feel like they have the yeah. talent for him to get in there and do something the problem with him is he's going to want to redo everything so whatever. that's
1: true right um
0: all right let's move on to tight end real quick since we're, we're 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 going longer than i honestly thought we would go the entire podcast sure uh i only have two just because it's tight end and whatever but uh pat Fryermuth, our friend harry fister <laughs> uh adp tight end nine he finishes tight end 29, 20 spots Eesh. lower. Uh, he only averaged 5.1 half PPR points a game. Man. Uh, he was kind of a disaster for people that drafted yeah. him as a tight end one. Uh, he did get hurt a little bit, but I mean, he did not. I mean, that whole offense was not super efficient uh, for most of the season. They were kind of in and out and they do have a lot of different weapons, but they just didn't use him, uh, you know, in the way that I think we were all hoping heading into the right. season when he was drafted where he was. Uh, yeah. So he's, he's the first guy there. You got any thoughts on him?
1: No, I mean, he had one, he, he probably had two useful games and you probably didn't start him. So
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> so,
1: so whoever drafted him probably never actually got a crooked number on the scoreboard because of him.
0: You're right. Um, I do Snakes. believe when he got hurt, I think when he came back was probably the most usage people got out of him because people were fired up. Like, okay, he's, you know, he's back and they right. needed a tight end because they lost whoever. Yeah. And they were fired up, and he probably, like, that week was probably his highest start percentage of the year, and then people were like, right. oh, I guess not. Moving on to streaming. <laughs> um, we, I only have one over, one name here, and it's Kyle Pitts. Uh, right. Clearly, we just talked about Atlanta. He was the tight end six, which uh, to me was too high anyway. But he finishes tight end 17 uh, with only 6.5 half PPR points a game. We know the guy's talented, but it's just not – it hasn't happened so far for him uh, in Atlanta. Uh, I have – there's a guy that uh, I don't know. He doesn't follow me. I don't know where he found me. But anytime Pitts does anything good, he tweets at me and yells at me because I've (laughs) – I mean, I don't even know who – like seriously, I don't know who this guy is. I think he read my – like NBC article like, you know, four years ago about that. He's a bust and whatever. And literally anytime he catches a touchdown, he comes at me and yells at me. I'm like, okay, great. So he did something like Kyle
1: Pitts uncle or something.
0: Yeah, no, totally. And I'm always (laughs) like, listen, I get it. Like, you know, they're gonna have good games. Like, great. He did something. But like, he finished his tight end 17 this year. Like, that's not anything to be, you know, super like Victory. I hope, I
1: hope you're listening, Kyle Pitts, uncle.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't even know. I don't know his name. I don't know anything about him, but he just tweets at me like three times a year when Kyle Pitts does something. You're an mm. idiot. How do you still have your job? I'm like, right. okay, he did something. Good for you. Um, <laughs> so that wraps up our ADP bus. Now we're, we're going to actually move to uh, the future a little bit. I know that football's still going on. <laughs> we still have uh, the Super Bowl and, and we have divisional and then conference uh, and then the Super Bowl. Uh, but we wanted to do a, just a little quick uh, look at the rookies. You know, J- Justin is uh is at least more rookie focused than I am. Um, I'm only biased rookie. I only I only know the rookies from the team that I root for in college. But right. um, so Justin's here just you know to give us a little bit of a, a sneak peek, just so you guys in the redraft world uh, can get some names that uh, get you going, so that when we start talking more heavily about it in April, you're caught up. So. Let's start uh with uh the quarterbacks. Let's uh who do you got a quarterback? Who are kind of the you know, top couple names, maybe right. spots that they could land, something like that.
1: Yeah. I just wanted to run through some names, just like you were saying, through like guys we think are gonna be taken in the first couple of rounds, or um uh even our our buddies over at DLF, like who they have as the top rookies before we get into pro days and combines and landing spot. And of course we know landing spots, the most important, but even just going over some names kind of gets me on the right mode, you know, <laughs> football season, football season still going, but it's like, Oh yeah, I should probably look at um these hundreds of rookies coming in the league. Um, so the biggest names that we'll be concerned about for our purposes, particularly in redraft <clears throat> are going to be Caleb Williams and Drake may um, they've been projected as the top two picks for Months now. Um, they're still being projected there. Things could change, particularly if the Bears do or do not keep that number one overall pick that they got from Carolina. So finding out what they're gonna do with Justin Fields is the most important thing for our fantasy purposes. But Caleb Williams, Drake May, and um Jaden Daniels are the three names that we're gonna be concerned about here in redraft leagues, and probably not even all of them, depending on where they go um one of these guys goes to atlanta where jaden daniels is projected it's probably going to cut out some of our redraft interests <laughs> outside of streaming purposes <laughs> right. although we will have good good weapons but we still don't know who the coach is going to be so yeah caleb williams jake may jaden daniels okay. th- three quarterbacks to think about over the next couple months um at running back it's not exactly a um sexier for running backs Not a lot of guys. That's a bummer. I know. Not a lot of guys. like rookie running backs. I know. But the thing about rookie running backs is they could take, they could be taken in the fifth round and still turn into. Oh, absolutely. So no one's really being projected in the top couple of rounds. We have Trey Benson, Braylon Allen, Jonathan Brooks, and Blake Corum. Um, Jonathan Brooks is being projected in the first couple of rounds, which would be exciting. Anytime a, Running back goes in the first two rounds of, a, of the real draft. <laughs> they tend to pop up in fantasy draft boards a little quicker. Um, wide receivers, we do have some more names that are near the top of the list. Starting off with Marvin Harrison Jr., who is being projected as a top three or top five selection, which would be pretty wild. Um, and of course, we don't want anyone to go to the Patriots as <laughs> is. <laughs> as is usual um roma dunze it's going up high who i actually had to look up because i've heard everyone call him rome and then i actually looked up an interview with rome and he's like no one's ever called me that except until these announcers started calling me rome
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny the guys that and then there's guys that like don't say anything for like 15 years like by the way my name is this and you're like yeah or like I, Tyrod Taylor, like, th- didn't he come out like one one point and be like, "Yeah, this yeah, is my Yeah, like name, eight or...
1: seasons in. Yeah. yeah,
0: you're like, "What? What? Okay." Anyway, he's like, ahead. "It's
1: Tyrod." Like, what?
0: Yeah, yeah. you're like, "We well, like... you
1: Tyrod for a decade." Or like
0: Terrell and Terrell, like someone was like, "Oh, oh right."
1: Anyway. Yeah. So those, so yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr., Rome Adunze, Malik Neighbors, those are three guys that could go all go in the top ten. That's how high they're being projected right now. It's a very um. Offensive heavy top 10 this year, quarterbacks, wide receivers, tackles as always. Um And then Keon Coleman is kind of maybe a, not a deeper name, but a guy who's not being wrapped up in the, that trio up top who could also be turning some heads in the next couple months.
0: I have to say, I'm a little disappointed to not see Ladd McConkey on your list here.
1: <laughs> That's our deep, we, we shouldn't even say that. On no, the, yeah, on we're, not, yeah our...
0: we're not going to speak about him anymore.
1: Yeah, that's our 17th round He's underdog pick us. that's going to make got us it. a couple million dollars, you know?
0: Okay, yep, got it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and then then tight end, which, you know, for like we were talking earlier, for so long we just ignore rookie tight ends. What are they going to do? It's, it takes too long to come around. Um, Jatavian Sanders is a guy that's being projected in the first couple of rounds. And then your boy, who you definitely know more about than I do, Brock Bowers, is currently being projected as a, as a number five pick.
0: God, I love so he's it. He's going
1: to be all the way up there. What do you think about Brock Bowers and I, um, how many touchdowns he's going to score for the Chargers in God, 2024?
0: I, love, I would be I would be absolutely okay if he was in the Chargers, 100%. Um, I love Brock Bowers. He's so good. I mean, he makes really difficult catches, and then he just splits defender. Like He's just so good. Um, he did have that tightrope tight surgery. Um, he wasn't exactly the okay. same at the end of the season for Georgia, but... Ah, uh, he should be fine. I would assume by by next season, and I cannot wait tight end one baby
1: he's he's big too, isn't he? He's not just like a a small tight end.
0: yeah, I mean, I don't know I don't know his exact measurements, but he's definitely he's a big dude uh, for sure. I, yeah he's he, i'm I'm super stoked uh, about him. Uh, and then is that it? did you name all the all every guy there?
1: Yeah, that's okay. That's all I have right well, now. Well, <laughs> cool.
0: So everyone out there, just you know, take notes. We got we got a little our little sneak peek preview of rookies. We will clearly have much more coverage uh, on rookies as we get closer. We're gonna. I mean, first first of all, we have to get through the season. Then we have to do free agency, and then we'll get to to rookies in the NFL draft uh, in late right. April. But we just want to give you guys a little sneak peek. Uh, let you know we're still here doing things at four for four. Thank you everybody uh, for listening uh and tuning in. Uh thank you so much, Justin, for uh hanging out with me today. Uh Justin will be back with me in a couple weeks. We're gonna do a little little Super Bowl uh a little Super Bowl food. Justin is also a chef uh, amongst his many talents. So Justin is gonna come on and we're gonna do some some Super Bowl snacks and foods idea uh for you it's guys. Dope. Uh yeah. So that should be fun. But uh, thanks again, uh, Justin, for coming on. Uh, you can uh, reach me uh, on Twitter, slash X, at Jen Aikens NFL. You can find Justin there at Justin underscore Redwards. Uh, thank you, everybody. Have a wonderful day, and enjoy the uh, the games this weekend.